Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, January 16th, it's National Nothing Day for us Canadians in the America. It's in the America. It's MLK Day. For those who don't know, which is all of you, I'm breaking news. It's just Adam and I right now. We already recorded the podcast. We had a guest, but we wanted to hop back on here after the Bengals-Ravens game to keep things pretty nice and fresh. Pretty crazy game. I mean, the big play is obviously the swing fumble there, but lots of lots of wild stuff. The pro-shape play in the end zone, and if you're a guy like me, you leave that game thinking Cincinnati was pretty lucky to win that football game, and we already talked about it later, but with the way Buffalo played today as well, the AFC seems like it's up for grabs, in my opinion. Where'd you land? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't think Cincinnati showed anything that would make someone happy that or someone confident in them winning the Super Bowl. Um, it just wasn't a good showing by them. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't play how he's been playing the past few weeks and i mean like to win the game on that like is that really yeah. a win like i don't think so i don't think it's a win and i think honestly the the ravens i leave that game like with a lot of respect for them because i don't huntley like owen said he looks like he's throwing a javelin when he throws the football <laughs> yeah. he, he has a very strange way of throwing i was shocked he got enough air on the hail mary which i'm oh, sure we'll talk it was about. unbelievable like he was he you see him backing up and you're like you're no running way. the wrong way buddy and yeah. then he he unleashes it from 10 yards behind and you're like and it flies and you're i like, mean i thought is... he was gonna fall over the way he was oh me too and he that was like off platform too like arcing into the end zone that was impressive yeah oh yeah and i don't i mean yeah, great throw but i don't really rate the guy i think honestly the <laughs> highest skill position player that i have the most regard for on the offense is jk dobbins because he looked terrific today but you look at the guys who are out there like Demarcus Robinson's a Chiefs reject. I think Sammy Watkins has been on three rosters this season. Gus Edwards is really slow. Justice Hill, I I don't even know how I know his name. And then Prochet, I'd literally never heard of. So to them, for them to be in position that they should have won that game, considering the talent they had out there, like all my respect to Harbaugh, I know he kind of messed up the clock situation at the end, but you see these coaches come in in these third divisional games. I don't know which one it is more of. Like, whether they, these teams know each other so well or whether it's just that some of these coaches like the Harbaugh's and the Campbell's and the Rabels, who aren't exactly X and O's game manager types are so good at bringing a team together. I don't know which one you yeah. think it's more of. I think it's I think it's a lot of respect to the defense too because if you look at uh, their matchups this year, some of Burrow's worst games this year were playing against this Ravens defense. And I think this – like. Since they've had Hundley, they cannot score like more than twenty points in a game. But every game they play in feels close, and it's their defense has stepped up since the start of the season. I think the trade for Roquan was huge. Yeah, he's probably the, like probably one of their better players on the team, right? Probably one of the best linebackers in football. That's why they pay yeah, him so, so much. He, he makes that team really good, and um, I think that just that's just why this game was so close. And honestly, the Bengals did not deserve to win but yeah i'm i'm giving all my credit to the defense here 
Yeah, and it honestly, it looked like Army or Navy trying to pass the ball at the end of that game <laughs> when it looked like they really had to move the ball. It was pretty spectacular to watch them put an effort together to move it. I think honestly, the biggest the biggest plays is that Hail Mary in the swing in the swing play on the goal line, which I know it was a forty two percent percentage of win flip, which is probably the biggest one you'll find ever. You could watch football a long time and not see a play turn that much. I don't know. It pretty like shocking stuff. You'll see it on the replays for a long time. I know Collinsworth said this, and and by the way, a quick aside: Collinsworth and Tarico. That's that's how you call a football game. That they put Michaels and Dungey in the toilet bowl for yeah. what they did. They were unbelievable tonight. Yeah. And I know Collinsworth said it, but why you have a guy jumping and then the pushing like it it completely offsets. And we've seen that Superman play how many times this year? The Jacks and did it. Yeah, they did it at the two point. And they did it perfectly. The Jags spread everyone out. It's like you think they're going to pass it, and then he just snaps and jumps over, and that's exactly how it should be done. And I don't know how, like, how didn't you watch the Jags game last night? Yeah, like you wouldn't want to bring people in if that's what you're trying to do. But, like, that amount of recklessness at the goal line to Superman when you're not even, like, a half yard out, you're at, like, the Mm -hmm. one and a half. That was just incredibly reckless. I mean, obviously picking it up and running it in for the touchdown is one in a million more than that, but... Still a pretty reckless call, in my opinion. Yeah, and Huntley's not even like normally you do that when your quarterback's like Big. massive and he's just like six foot, like a normal guy. Well, not yeah. normal, but yeah, you know, in the NFL, he's not Trevor Lawrence, like six six, right? So he can't just jump over and reach and it's a touchdown. And that was evident today. Obviously, you don't expect the fumble, but yeah. Yeah, and then the other one, the Hail Mary. I thought on the replays, I feel so bad for that guy. Like, I know. Like, first of all, he he looked okay today. I don't think he had a catch, but he was returning some punts. He's a fringe NFLer, really. And to to have your, like, big shining moment like that, and it literally hits you in the hands, I felt really bad for him. But I was kind of happy I didn't have to watch that game any longer, to be honest with you. It was a little (laughs) bit of a grind down the stretch. But honestly, you can't feel too, too good if you're a Bengals fan. I know they're going into a date with Buffalo next week. To me, uh, we're going to pick the game later this week. I would give the early edge in my book to Cincinnati, but I know it's going to be close and, and you can't have a lot of confidence leaving that game, even though you have guys who've been to the Super Bowl. It just feels like the injuries on the offensive line are a huge problem. I know they lost Ted Karras and Alex, Alex Kappa. So those are two big additions or sorry, Lyle Collins and Alex Kappa. Those Collins, are, yeah. yeah. Those are the two guys that, you know, they brought in to fix the offensive line that did them in in the Super Bowl now, and they're gone. And it's a little bit like what Buffalo has going with Vaughn. So, I mean, you really can't feel good going into that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it's the biggest, um, like, I don't feel too negatively about them because, like I said, this is this is sort of expected. Like, obviously not this close and barely win the game, but they haven't played well against the Ravens all year. So, even in week 18, that game wasn't like they didn't yeah. play well. It was just you grinded out a W in week 18 against a team that wasn't trying. Right. So, I mean, you don't expect them to do well against the Ravens again. And I think they'll be able to dust it off. And I like them quite a bit against the Bills next week, personally. Yeah. I, I'm glad that we're on the same page there. I'm looking forward to that one. Now, a couple of things. This show will be back on Tuesday to break down the Cowboys game. Me and you at least. Maybe Owen will join us. I don't think Alex will, but we'll have some people breaking down the Cowboys game on Tuesday morning, which is going to be great. And then we'll be back probably on Friday morning 
The only other things I got to tell you guys is stick around. We had a good guest, very electric, and this wouldn't be the, the show if we didn't say the, uh, the great quote from Melissa Stark during the broadcast today. Yes. Quote, when you see Joe out in public, which you won't see because he doesn't much like the spotlight. Raw yep. Melissa Stark, just completely blatantly lying to us. Good quote. <laughs> the guy who wears the bucket hat and the sunglasses everywhere he goes. The guy Tariko called Joe Cool at the end of the game. Yeah, well, he doesn't like the spotlight. Yeah. It's not about him. The host of the Joe Burrow podcast doesn't like the spotlight. Yeah, you'll see him in sweats. He doesn't like them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not That's a guy just who, who he is. Himself. Yeah, it's just who he is. He's just yeah. Joe Cool, man. He just loves to live under the shadows. So good for him. Avoid the spotlight advances to the next round. Looking forward to that. Stick around. We got Alex and Owen with us and then another Alex. So stick around. It's a good pod. Nifty little route combination trying to get some room for Fitzgerald, but Kendall Jenner's all, Fuller's all over this. Keep saying Jenner. I don't know why she's on my mind right now. We just watched the Vikings game. And this is before the Bengals game. If something crazy happens in the Bengals game, I'll come back on and I'll cowherd it. But the Beng, sorry, the Vikings game, a dramatic ending in this show, which has put the Vikings in unserious and made fun of them pretty much endlessly this season. We got some vindication today. And Adam, how about you throw to what you did post game to spruce up the show a bit today? Yeah. So obviously off uh, an electric game, you got to reach out to like, I know a lot of like way too many Vikings fans in my life. So I reached out to the prime suspects, Jeff, who's been on the show before, Sedge, who's also been on the show before. Uh, no comment from both of them. No comment at all. Just a picture of Sedge crying and Jeff has been radio silent since the game ended. Uh, Mario also refused to comment. So I reached out to another Vikings fan that I know in my life and uh, he's the only person who said yes. So we got someone on the show here. He's man enough. That's what I like to see. Yeah. And his name, Alex is here and Owen is here, by the way. So just mm -hmm. to get that on the record, they are here. It's not just me and Adam. But this guy's name is also Alex, but he appears on my screen, no camera, as Sniffer. So S-N-I-F-F-E-U-R. <laughs> -F -F -E so if you want to walk me through, Sniffer, what your reaction was when 4th and eight. Kirk Cousins takes the snap, and what a read. Reads it brilliantly to the least elusive guy on the field standing right at the line, you know, like the 46-yard line. Yeah, check down. Classic fourth and eight check down. So what was your reaction as that was happening, and then how have you been recovering post-game? Well, I was on my knees for like the last five minutes of the game, <laughs> hands together in prayer. Um, <laughs> watching that. After seeing uh, Osborne, like having watching the Osborne pass break up like the play before, hurt my soul. And then watching Kirk play pretty well for like what Kirk is. I'm not delusional. Like Kirk is Kirk. He's like a middling to like okay, solid quarterback. And then to watch him essentially throw to Hawkinson against man coverage, like it, like there, it was just an out route. Like it was a five yard out route and we needed eight yards. <laughs> and then to watch him just get stood up by Xavier McKinney was kind of a tough one because that's the season. Like if you're going to call that play, call it on third. Well, he, but, he called yeah, it on no, fourth. It was, so I yeah, called it on fourth. So I had to go for a walk to get some fresh air. Mm, feeling better after yeah. the walk, maybe. Or no, still hanging in there. Ah, oh, tough, tough. Oh, I'm staying. Uh, like, listen, I've, I've been through this before. I'm not, it's going to happen again. Like that is that is the nature of being a Vikings fan. You're a sneaky tortured fan base. So up there for you, like it just racking my brain. I think of the 
Big loss in San Francisco. You had the big loss against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Also, the Blair Walsh missed kick and the Favre interception going back that far against the Saints. There have been some torturous losses. Where does this rate for you in the moment up there with those painful, painful L's? Oh, in the moment? Uh, pretty low. Like, if oh. I were to go through them. This is easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is easy. Like to me, this is I just have to go for a walk. Like I gotta get some cardio in, dude. I'm getting kind of fat. So uh like Blair Walsh, like I'll, I'll go through them in no particular order. Blair Walsh, that's a chip shot in. Like, dude, you play in Minnesota. Like so that was pretty bad. Uh losing at home to the Eagles versus Nick Foles, also terrible. I mean, like I always find a way to cope with these, just like irrational cope. Case Keenum, like uh, the Minneapolis mini miracle was pretty nice and then to be deflated like that but <laughs> the eagles went on to win it all so i can cope in the fact that hey we lost to the eventual champions like i just go well it could be worse it's kind of in a weird spot and i obviously i'm biased but it's not like if you're the browns or like used to be the lions you can kind of just revel in the fact that your team's garbage like if you're a pig or a raccoon like eventually you get used to being in the trash can whereas like if i were to bring you out of the trash can and to like a nice home and then throw you back into a trash can it would be it would not be fun it would be worse well said i like that well said because you you kind of have like the thrill of getting there and then it's just a letdown but i think the good news for you is and then you can ask this going i think you got i think you got a year left on kirk's contract i think that's the good news for you dude i think you can take that and advance as a 13 and 4 season which you already said was a success i mean moving into next year what do you want to see change um realistically i want to see more draft picked hits like more hits in the draft we've had a couple of years obviously minus derisaw jefferson like those are nice and those are big but there's not a lot of depth when it comes to the vikings obviously a lot of our a lot of the guys from last year are just special teamers and with uh Kwesi and o'connell I didn't expect that. I expected that with Mike Zimmer. He's notorious for not wanting to play his rookies, even though they're good. It's kind of that old boomer mentality of, okay, well, the vets like have earned their spot. You got to work your way up to it, right? Mm. Um, that's why Stefan Diggs, even though he was a six-round pick out of Maryland, didn't see the field much in his rookie season, even though when he was on the field, you just knew that he was a good player. Like You didn't have to go into the metrics just like from the eye test you knew that he could like he was good off the off the line like his releases were good he can make contested catches uh like he ran strong after contact like he was a good player um same thing with jefferson his rookie season he didn't like really play that much in the first three games and then he popped off versus the titans for like 100 yards and a touchdown and they're like well we can't really take him off the field now um but like just going off the top of my head like andrew booth was injured and didn't really see much playing time. Uh, safety out of Georgia, Lewis Seen, uh, broke his leg, so he's kind of be he's kind of like up in the air. Uh, Brian Asamoa is just a special teamer. Um, like they're not really like contributing much. Mm. Kind of want like you want your first couple of picks to make an impact, otherwise you're really thin. So you mentioned the Ed Donatel masterclass, and I would agree with you. I think. Uh, it, it looked like a pretty poorly coached game defensively. But my question for Vikings fans is they've had the worst or bottom three defense in the NFL all year. 
So I don't really like, can you walk me through your expectations going into this game? Because I understand you're a fan. You want your team to win, but I mean, the writing was on the wall. It's a pretty poor football team. Oh yeah. No, I like, I kind of expected it to be okay. a shootout. I wasn't expecting that 18 weeks passes by at Donatel's like, Oh yeah, you're going to like what you see. No, it's going to be the same stuff. Like if you haven't adjusted and I'm not talking like personnel adjustments or moving guys around, it's more so scheming. Like the fact that they don't run cover one is kind of a big red flag. The fact that like there's been no attempt to really uh, adjust at any point in the season kind of kind of hurts my soul. Mm. Like just, but you're just not a fan it. to put it. I'm simply. not a fan of the, the lack of adjustment. Like if you want to run like a quarter, quarter, half coverage, 90% of the time, that's fine. If you want to, if you want to only run like, cover like cover two with match quarters that's like i i don't like it but hey then that's your prerogative but like to never to like i'm pretty sure they run man probably like 10 percent of the time uh did you have anything you want to ask no no i mean it's covered pretty well uh no no surprises i think uh i think you covered it yeah yeah we're just happy we are, it's a good I, day. I know. We're, we're kind of the rest of us. We 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 kind of saw that through this, and uh, I I feel good at least with the with the win for the Giants. We ended pretty positively for a pretty depressing loss. I'm sure we'll be happy to dig into the. Oh, dude, I I've been through this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll Can't be happy to dig into the depressing parts. So thank you for coming on. We appreciate it, man. No worries. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for me, boy. There he goes. Tough guy to corral once he gets <laughs> going, dude. Oh yeah, he gets he just doesn't stop. Like, that was uh <laughs> I, I have to admit that was like Ethan Curl level <laughs> oh, <of> yeah. knowledge. <laughs> like oh, I yeah. think Ethan Curl talking about um March Madness and, and Sniffer yeah. talking about Sniffer uh, just, the Vikings was Sniffer really up there. Kind of, company at the top. Dude, we're, we're just looking for a... like we're just looking for someone who's sad after the Vikings game and he's pulling out the half double double coverage yeah. percent yeah. of the you got to respect it, dude. Yeah. The guy came in swinging. Yeah. I, I really have to go with it. But no, I mean, I'm happy to be here. It was a great sports weekend. I mean, we can dive into the other stuff now. I want to go to Alex and Owen right off the hop because, you know, it seems like they were bystanders for the first little bit. So, Alex, what were you most excited to come in and talk about today from this weekend of games? Yeah, I don't know. I think um, if, let's talk about the uh, the Bills-Dolphins game. Okay. Because if you're a Bills fan, like, you know, that game ends and I don't think like there's no way you're feeling super confident, you know, going in and playing Who, who's the, their next matchup, probably the winner of the their next matchup Bengals. will be the Bengals. If the Bengals yeah, win, tonight. like the Bengals win tonight. Like I thought that was kind of a poor effort to get um, 31 points hung on you by a uh, third string quarterback and Skylar Thompson. Like this isn't Brock Purdy, you know? That's like, you know, you're expecting this. You're like, okay, we've seen like Brock Purdy's really good. Like Skylar Thompson was kind of like cooking, cooking the defense there for a little bit. Um, and then when the Bills did have the lead, I think they were up 10 in like the fourth. They let them come back again. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill was pretty awesome for them. And then like they just couldn't make a, they couldn't put the game away like against this Dolphins team. Yeah. Like, and, and for most of the game that I was watching, like, the o- the Dolphins O line was so bad, so and and they were getting pressure on Skylar Thompson every time. So it's kind of weird to think that they were able to put thirty one points on them. I know Josh Allen had a bunch of turnovers, but like that's just not not a good sign at all. So 
I thought that was probably the, the most interesting game for me. Now, granted, I didn't watch them all, uh, <laughs> but this one was definitely interesting for me um, and just kind of seeing seeing how the Bills respond because I didn't think this was a good game at all and there's no way they can be feeling good about themselves after this. Um, yeah, it was pretty similar. I think Josh Allen is – it's the same story. He makes way too many mistakes. I read a stat on Twitter that uh, this season he's got 30 fumbles and interceptions as a combined total. Um and I mean, yeah, he's super talented, obviously. I don't I think that goes without saying, but I think he's he commits way too many t- turnovers and makes way too many bad throws at bad times in the game. Um, and I mean, that defense, like, it, you need to put up a better performance against Skylar Thompson. Like, I get Von Miller's hurt, um, but I mean, you need to do better than that. You have everybody else. Like, Tredavious White yeah. was nowhere. Like, Skylar Thompson was not afraid to throw at Tredavious White all game today. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. embarrassing. And especially, I mean, McDermott is a defensive coach. I mean, you brought him in. That's what his specialty is, is defense. And uh, you let Skylar Thompson hang 31 on you. I think that's a bad sign moving forward, especially when Josh Allen can't keep, can't like take care of the football when he needs to. Yeah. My question to you would be, do you think on any level, like 14 points spread, you think he can like turn a switch on and off in his brain where like conservative or trying to play the superhero? Cause like, to me, the line is so blurred. I used to think like think back to the chiefs game last year, he was really comfortable. Like he didn't make a lot of mistakes in that game, but to me now it feels like, like you could think of it as when he actually plays a big game where they need to like limit the mistakes. Do you think he could dial it back or is this just who he is as a quarterback? Well, I don't know if it's, this is who he is as a quarterback because I think last year he was a lot better across the board in games that were against good comp- good opponents or bad opponents. Uh, I would have to look like this game this season where he like had more of his turnovers because you you might be right maybe it's just he just is more. I know he had a lot against the Jets and against the Bears for example, but it's definitely something that isn't just this game or isn't just the last couple games. It's been a problem for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. So and. I mean, you'd expect in a playoff game, I get it's against the Dolphins of Skylar Thompson, but you'd still, you'd think he'd be able to say, you know, if this was the case, he'd be able to say it's a playoff game. Let me dial it back. And he I do also want to add, I don't know what their last matchup was in Buffalo, but I know that Buffalo in general has had a hard time playing the Dolphins. I know that's not an excuse to, you know, be in a, like a last second, last minute, you know, winner takes all um, game with Skylar Thompson. But I like even with Tua, like they were having a hard time like beating the Dolphins. I don't know, maybe it could just be the Dolphins, but it's still a pretty poor excuse. I mean, I was I was gonna bring that up too, because on the last show we were well, I was, and I think someone was agreeing with me about the Ravens Bengals, about how it's the third time they're playing each other and you can't get too comfortable against your division and this and that. And then like for some reason for Bill's Dolphins, we just completely discounted yeah. that. Like yeah. I, I that's on me. Like I kind of forgot. But I mean, it, it's it's a third division matchup. Like it's gonna be. I think it's just because like the Dolphins disagree don't with have that take. pedigree of the Ravens. Yeah, and, and, and like, when you think of the Dolphins, you don't think like, oh, they could, you know, like yeah, the Ravens it's the, though. It's the fact no matter that you played the team in. so many times, like you're you're comfortable. They're not really. You can't change your scheme that much during the season, right? So you've seen I it also, twice already. I just disagree with that take. I mean, like that same day or yesterday, we saw the 49ers play the Seahawks for the third time, and they pumped them. Like yeah, it wasn't even close. I don't think, and we said on the last show, they win 75% of those games or 70%. I don't think that's a valid yeah. excuse. Hey, it was close in the first half. Hold water. They had them in the first they half. Did they did. The first half. They, they, they were celebrating the like they won the game in the first half. <laughs> yeah. 
DK was yeah, he had himself a moment. Yeah. I mean, to me, honestly, I I kind of personally and I put the Bills down in good and I offered to do it again at the end of the year because I felt like when they lost Vaughn, like that was the one edge that they had on the team last year I didn't feel like the team was as good as it was last year to begin with but Vaughn was the one piece that kind of changed things their defense not being able to slow down Skylar Thompson and I I know you can look at it on the surface and say Mike McDaniel in the Ralph scoring 31 with Skylar Thompson and vaping is enough to make him (laughs) a good coach but I'm sorry I don't think he's a good coach and like to me that was more of a stain on the bills than it was him like really elevating because a lot of the plays that had Miami in that game were Allen mistakes and the big punt return. Like, yeah. I don't know that you can really all give that to McDaniel, even though he did do a decent job in this game, aside from literally <laughs> taking 65 seconds to call a play on the biggest play of the game. That was maybe a mistake. <laughs> but to me, it was more of a stain on Buffalo, and I'm, I will be placing my pick on the Bengals next weekend just out of I, I feel like there's a there's a separation between Buffalo and Cincinnati and Cincinnati hasn't even played the game yet. So I, I think I away. think Cincinnati's yeah. just a more they're just a more polished team than Buffalo. Like Buffalo just looks sloppy right now. But but Cincinnati looks really, really good. I don't know what the score is though. Yeah. But this has this conversation has about a chance to be 10 poorly. Yeah. But 10 no. nothing Bengals? It's about to be. They're like they're like right at the goal line. Okay, perfect. Well made in the shade Joe Burrow's gonna gritty into the end zone yeah what'd you guys think of the Gasicki gritty bringing it back I thought we retired it though oh he busted it out when he scored a touchdown well that's what I'm saying but I like I don't respect you saying because I'm pretty sure he said he was he was gonna retire yeah yeah he said I don't respect you saying you're gonna retire it and then you bring it back like that was I I didn't dishonest yeah Yeah, deserve to lose the game for that I I don't know it was an interesting game I um would you Adam doesn't think he was vaping on the sideline. I think I think he was vaping. I think it's, it's pretty clear. Undeniable. It was yeah. because it looked like there was something in his hand and then he inhaled. If you're saying that he was trying to warm up his hands, he would have exhaled onto his hands. Like I think it's I a mean, pretty I don't, open shut case. I don't know how you can see which way the air is flowing, but I think the camera is pretty deceptively purposely zoomed into his face so that you don't see what's in his hand so that it looks like what he could it be? You think if he was blowing, if he was blowing into his hands though, he would have puffed his cheeks, but yeah, his cheeks were like the other way. It was like he yeah. was inhaling. No, he was inverted. Yeah, it was inverted. Yeah. I thought it was pretty like clear. Yeah. And you could see it looks like a little USB back. thing in his hand. Like it was very You didn't yeah. see the thing in his hand at all. But you I, saw that I, he, I looked, looked like, like he, I think I did. It looked, yeah, but that's the something. same he, he that's the same something. That's the same also, hand shape you make when you're warming up your hands. Like Why would he warm his hands up if he has gloves on? Yeah, exactly. That's Why not? Because gl- there's no that? way you can warm your hands up with that much like plastic stuff around your hands. Exactly. If his hands are really cold, he would have had the warmer that you put your hands in if you're the quarterback that I drafted in the football equipment That's draft. That's like putting like ago. thick mittens on and being like, let me blow them, like, let me warm them up. Yeah. Like there's, you can't warm them up. No, I thought it was an undeniable vape. Yeah, yeah. it was a vape. And also the technique when you're blowing on your hands is usually cup one under, right? Yeah. You, you have, it's like a, it's like a, yeah. Too. Like a th- universal, it's a universal thing. And that's not what he oh, was doing. His, I didn't know his, that was a, I, wow. Maybe Adam, you maybe you just have a whole different way of warming your hands up than the rest I, of us. I'm not good at it, so I'm gonna start using that technique. He's Algerian. We're Canadian. We oh, we true. know the difference of the cold. <laughs> That's true. We have more <laughs> practice, so we would know. I would say so. Um, other games. I mean, oh, what jumped out to you this weekend? Was it the uh, was it the Jaguars Chargers game? 
Uh, I mean, the Niners game, I tuned in for the end, and that was kind of over by the time I started watching. But it, I'm surprised Alex didn't jump to the the Jags because this was – I thought this was his moment to, like, kind of – Smoke the Charger. Just on the show a little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was this busy was... building my Ikea bed. <laughs> <laughs> I hate oh. Ikea bed, Alex, dude. I texted him because he – I was like, wow, like, Trevor Lawrence and I was, like, fraud. proud of this. Like, I texted him at halftime. I was like – Oh, you you texted everyone that. Oh, yeah, because I had – I mean, it was – it's still a good take. Yeah. That's, he, really? kind of fraudulent. I, yes. I think it might be a good take still. Yeah, we can get into yeah. that. But I texted Alex, and I was like, Trevor Lawrence is such a fraud because I wanted to check in because I know he's a Charger hater. And he responded, like, haven't caught a minute yet. But it was already the second half so i said you might have a close fourth quarter and then i got a text at 10 o'clock and alex was like yeah i didn't catch a minute of the game um so now i know that it was for the ikea bed so i guess that's why you didn't pitch to it first take it away Owen. <laughs> uh yeah so i actually watched a decent amount of this game i did turn it off at halftime and then revisit in the fourth so I missed a good chunk of it. I started the Oilers um, game. Same, same thing. Yeah. Wow. So I, I'm the only one who watched the full game. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Thank um, you. But from from what I saw, I mean, you scored. They scored three points in the second half. The Chargers did, uh, and they can't. They just like could not. They all season they can't run the football. Um, but they especially like when you have a lead, you'd expect more rush attempts than what whatever they ended up with. Austin Eckler uh, had zero rushing yards in the second half. Which is criminal. I mean, Staley needs to be uh, fired at a minimum. Probably yeah. like... Jailed. Jailed, yeah. <laughs> something like that. I mean, it was all time. Because it was horrible. It, I've never yeah. quite seen anything like that. I, I did go into my notes and sort of tried to chronicle down play-by-play play what happened. I'm not even sure I could do it, do it justice because honestly, looking back at it, I felt like in the first half, and you can call me a liar for saying this, I did feel like it was a missed opportunity that they were at the Jags 4 and the Jags 5 and kicked field goals both times. Because I thought Lawrence is literally like, it, he would have skid marks if you like took a look in the first half. So I thought, like even if you're pinning a guy back without kicking a field goal at his own 5 or own 4, he's in no like he's not going to move the ball. He was atrocious in the first half. He literally almost pulled a Peterman. So right from there I felt like they were missing opportunities, but the fourth down when it was 30 to 20 and he kicked the field goal on fourth and 3 to try to make it a 13 point game from a 10 and Dicker missed the kick. That was just, that made no sense. I mean, this is the guy that goes for it on fourth down. Like, that was his brand. That's why he got hired. And then to put the kicker out there to make a two-score game a two-score game on fourth and three from the 20, I mean, you could do a hundred different ways of how bad he was in that game. And you could also figure out how bad and how dead Tony Dungy was in the booth because Dungy, oh, <laughs> Dungy was just dead. Uh, there was no <laughs> signs of life. And Michaels, I mean... I love Michaels, but I can't defend him for that call either. He was he was brutal well, in the second half. I will, I will defend him because I think the thing that makes Al Michaels Al Michaels is because you got to pair him with somebody that kind of it's a yin and a yang. Yeah, in my books, like you have him, he kind of sits back and he's a more reserved guy. He'll kind of give the play by play nice and slow. But then you have the other guy, like a Collinsworth or even like a Herb Street or whoever it is, who's kind of a bit more lively. Mm -hmm. But this was like it was like Al Michaels and then. His like grandfather was, like, was beside him. It was Al Michaels it and was... Chat GPT, bro. <laughs> yeah, was... dude. Dungey took it a minute to explain how numbers worked in the second half. 
He's like, well, you're down by, uh, if you go for two, you're down by two. And if you kick the convert, you're up down by three. So this convert changes a lot of things. I was like, thanks, Dungy. That's brilliant, dude. You really chefed it up. He had an unbelievably bad game. That game, like, the energy went down for me, like one of the great comebacks ever. And these guys are in the booth just treating it like it's backyard football. I mean, the game-winning kick, they announced it like it was a first-quarter extra point. Like, I, I didn't understand what was happening. The- I think... I think my least favorite part is because he's he's supposed to be the color commentator, right? So you expect him to like kind of give you insight on the plays and stuff. And they showed the the I think it was a touchdown throw, like deep corner route, like down. And they're showing like they're showing the angle from the quarterback's perspective, and it's showing like how they got the player open, and they kind of ran a hitch route underneath, and the guy ran over top. And so they they show the replay like three times, and Dungey's like. Yeah, I just I just don't know what he saw there, but somehow he made the throw. And it's like, dude, they're showing they showed it three times what he saw. Like, I don't know what else you want them to show you, dude. I think that's a good defense of Michaels <laughs> that he he's an energy matcher. He needs a guy to bring him up. Yes. I think that's probably the right way to say it because he is an old man. Like he can't do it on his own. So when you put Dungey in there, I'm pretty sure Michaels had to like flick Dungey to like say something in the second <laughs> half because there was points when Michaels would finish talking and it's just five seconds of dead air. And I was like, where's Dungey? Like, what's he doing? So to me, that was almost worse than Staley. But my other favorite Staley moment, I got to say, was the uh, the helmet throw because oh, that was Staley, oh my Staley God. running in to pick up the helmet and then give it right Twice. back so he could throw it again was all time. Yeah. Yeah, he runs in, picks up the helmet, gives it to him. He throws it again, and you'd think you give up at that point, but no, he just runs again <laughs> and goes to pick it up. Like, dude, you lost. Like, you lost yeah. this one. Staley might be king on Sirius. Like, now that Cliff's gone, um, I mean, Staley's probably going to be gone too, but for the time being, he's my king on Sirius in the, in the NFL as far as coaches goes. Oh, yeah. And, There's nobody like them. And I did read this afternoon that Schefter said the Chargers are, are pretty supportive and do – plan to keep him around which i just don't know how you can do after a 27 nothing gaff the other thing we do have to talk about we can't just dump on the charges you do have to give the credit to the jags in some way because i thought peterson was tremendous in the second half and it it came down to that fourth down play which really was a brilliant play like i saw the video of how they set that up in the week three matchup out of the same formation and how they did it differently this time i mean he did a great job and i I don't know, where do you land on Lawrence after a game like that where he was so bad in the first half, but then in the second half, as the you know, it's kind of a weird position to be in. I don't know what to make of him after that. But Well, can I just say to the Peterson point, I want to give him credit too for going for two when he could have easily taken the one. Mm-hmm. Because that's that, because of the penalty, right? Yeah. That's because of Bosa. He did say after the game he might not have gone for it mm. if the penalty didn't move him to the one. But he said but might that's not. F- Fair. I think either way, I mean, a lot of coaches in the NFL are still kicking the extra point. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he did it shows, I think, a lot of confidence in your quarterback, first of all, uh, and just confidence. Um, yeah, com- like just, you know, a desire to take a risk to win the game. And then that play at the end, like you were saying, I, I that's a formation I don't think I like really have ever seen before. Yeah, that's like a it World War II formation. Odd. That's like a yeah. that's a QB sneak, like run behind the QB and push him in formation. So the fact that it was anything but a QB sneak was like, yeah. And I was going to say to the point to to the point with Lawrence, like the reason I say he's he can't 
give him too much credit is because of, like he did throw four picks. Like I think you have to like four picks is four picks. Uh, I get he kind of he played a better second half, but I mean, to, realistically, all the Chargers needed to do in the second half to to make that just a bad Lawrence game and a Lawrence sell was just to score like one touchdown. But it it was a sick second half, and I feel like if this was a quarterback that wasn't Trevor Lawrence, then we would be saying like, oh, it's his first playoff game. Like he was just he needed to shake the dust off. He had a bad first half in his playoff game and then he got warm. But because it's Trevor Lawrence and we've seen him in all these big games where like, we just expect more. No, you know? no, it's because he threw four interceptions. He did. He had a that's terrible first half. That's exceptionally bad. It's and that's what warm. it is. He almost beat he got hot. One or two. One or two, I can say, you know, it's first half of his first playoff game ever, but four interceptions is like, it's egregious. And they, that's they were really, really indefensible bad. interceptions. Yes. They were abysmal. Yeah. So to me, I didn't think he looked great last week against Tennessee. I mean, I'm not breaking any news there, but he yeah. airmailed a couple throws in that game too. So I'm I don't think that either of those teams were very serious. And the fact that they were in that game, like to me, I think Kansas City will roll them next week because I don't think that either of those teams are near that level, honestly. So I think it sets up for an interesting one. But Alex, how'd the IKEA bed go, dude? Like give me give me a little play by play. It was sick. Like it took like we started it. I we started it and I was like, I can probably catch the second half. Nope. <laughs> you know how you always set a time, you're like, this could take an hour. Yeah. Nope. Um, and then I was like, hopefully the game hasn't ended. So I checked my phone and then I saw that the, you know, Jaguars come back, like biggest, you know, from the uh, comeback, you know, mm-hmm. biggest deficit in playoff history, whatever. So I was pretty surprised. Um, but... <laughs> Thanks, Dungey. Um, Are you on but... the IKEA bed right now? Yeah. Raw. Nice. It looks yeah. looks steady. Looks comfy. got a nice headboard. Yeah. Nice black headboard. Yeah, yeah. Not as nice as uh, the other headboard. It was kind of like a leathery. Oh, a downgrade. It is what it is. Oh, classic downgrade. Um, Contract got but... too expensive. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I'm actually lying that I'm surprised. Because I told you, the Chargers are just so, like, unserious and you can't trust them. So, going into the second half, like, you're kind of a fool if you trust them. Yeah. And the guy who put what, I think some guy put, like, $1.4 million to win back, like, 95 grand. Yeah, I mean, that guy. On the Chargers, up 11 grand. 11, yeah. I hope he. To win 11 grand. You're that dumb, you deserve that result. That's. Oh, yeah. The one guy I wouldn't put in that situation is Staley dude that's the one guy I wouldn't bet up 27-0 to to hang on and find a way I mean you said one touchdown would have sealed it on honestly like three first downs would have sealed it it's not even a touchdown he just needed to mix in some first downs and they would have ran out of time but he did not even else like maybe 30 more rushing yards would have sealed it yeah like I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I get Eckler's like a, he's a small back and he's not like a workhorse, whatever, but I, you'd think you can like, he's still pretty talented. Like from I love I've Staley seen. being like, I'm saving him for the chart for the chiefs game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's rest yeah. up. And credit to us. Cause we have, none of us have said 
because that was the most obvious comment coming out of the game. Do you think they could have used Mike Williams? And like, yeah, bro, that story's been covered, but like, <laughs> it just all works together to make this complete Charger chargering. And I mean, I didn't check for signs of life on our Charger fan, Emily. I didn't reach out and see how she was doing, but I can only imagine she is either A, despondent and this one broker, or B, which is more likely, she's just positive as ever. She's like, Drew Tranquil had an interception and he's really building yeah. towards next season. So I don't know, but if so, I have a question. At this point, is uh, is Herbert is he Stafford? Uh, what What do you mean by that? I just mean he's in a position where his team is holding him back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's he. I I think he's way better than Stafford ever was. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree okay. with that. Mm-hmm. I also think. Yeah, no, yeah, Stafford pretty. was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, he did win the Super Bowl, but I think he was Herbert. No, no, no. But... I'm saying even like with the lines, like yeah, this guy was well, doing so some crazy stuff. He wasn't. He wasn't Herbert level. I don't know. I think I don't know. I think Stafford was pretty. Herbert nice. has some like pretty good records. I think Herbert has better. Herbert has awful. I mean, sure. On. If you want to talk about flashiness and that sort of stuff, sure. But like, and numbers. I think Stafford was incredible and wins. too. Like the difference. I think the, Herbert's much better. The difference is yeah. between them. I would say is Herbert has had negative coaching. I mean, he he has had Anthony Lynn and Staley, so that's his two coaches. He has had. I think Owen gives his weapons a lot of flack. I think they're better than most people think. Like I think Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Palmer is a pretty decent three. Like that's not anything to be like. That's not that's a, like a playoff receiving group. It's not a, like a Super Bowl winning one, but I think it's fine. He has good talent on his offensive line, pretty much always. But the difference would be that Stafford had Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate and pretty high end talent for the time he was there. I, I I also think so. I disagree with the receivers, but I I guess that's just a difference of opinion. But I do think he's a lot. If we're just talking about the comparisons at quarterback, I think he's a lot less turnover prone than Stafford was. That's like the main, I mean, there's all other things, but that that's like one example I can look at as to why he's better. Yeah, I guess so. Out of the other two young quarterbacks who won games, which one impressed you more between Dimes and Purdy, Adam? Oh, I was telling, I was texting Phil this, but for sure, Danny Dimes. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I uh, I think he's really good, but I was telling Phil that like I'm I'm kind of done with the whole like Danny Dimes isn't that bad thing, and I just kind of want to move on to like he's good because he looked sick today. I like I don't even know. I like hand up. I have not watched the Giants that much other than when they play the Cowboys, but he was like running the show today. It was sick. I love to see it. Yeah, he looks a little uh, more manly these days. Like he has like more muscle Mm -hmm. or something to him. I don't really know what it is. I didn't think Purdy looked very good in the first half. I don't know if that was just him shaking off the rust or, or, or nerves or whatever it could have been. But to me, I thought Dimes... Dimes is earning like a 75% guaranteed mega contract from the Giants. I think you can't argue against it. He doesn't make much mistakes. He's very composed as a running quarterback. And this Isaiah Hodgins that they claimed off waivers in November, this guy's a great receiver. He was a Bill, yeah. and the Bills waived him on, in November. So and, especially, and everyone was crying about Kadarius Tony. Yeah, yeah, and they've replaced him no problem. And that Slayton's not bad, and Galladay threw a huge block. No catches for Galladay, but the block was nice. So, and you look at them going into Philadelphia next week, which is a really exciting game. And I know Barkley's a more interesting free agent, but Barkley's really hook, cooking well. I wouldn't pencil in the Eagles to win because Dayball has this team very organized. And like you said, Dimes is 
at least a top 14, 12 quarterback. And this is a real like division kind of rivalry game. Like it's you guys said earlier, Bills Dolphins isn't really the same thing, but this is like Giants Eagles, you know, like you can't count out the Giants, especially with the way they play and like you just don't know what they're going to do half the time. So can you imagine? Can you imagine the Chargers with Dable if they got him? They interviewed him and then they hired Staley. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine? It would be, they would be like, they'd probably be in a first round buy at this point. Probably would be. Shout out to Daniel Jones's running. I got to be honest. To me, he still looks like the slowest person out there and his cuts still look so slow, but it's, it works. Like it just like the, the Vikings guys couldn't make a freaking tackle. Like good for him, honestly. But he doesn't look that fast out there because he's just like the runs work so well and he reads the play really well too. Like he knows when to run, when to throw. So I think that's, you know, I feel like the it's, it's deceptive on TV because he's like a big white guy. So he looks slower. Than no, Josh is. Allen looks, yeah. is a big white guy and he looks super fast. Does he look super quick? I think to they me, look, he, to me yeah, they look Josh the Allen's same. So fast. You guys didn't watch enough Matt Ryan out the pocket this year too. He's, he's a little <laughs> shifty. True okay yeah you never know what you're gonna get with him. Get the watch watch out when he gets in space yeah. let me tell you oh yeah he'll fall down <laughs> like a jenga tower um but the other thing is i'm getting a little uh, stop me if i'm wrong here but do you feel a little bit of like remember the year that uh henry went into baltimore when lamar won the mvp and just ran all over them and the uh titans won that game on the road are you getting that vibe with the giants right now because i kind of am like i could see them going into philadelphia and taking out mvp hurts you know sirianni didn't win without hurts this year so cinderella barkley barkley looks pissed like that touchdown he scored he was just like yelling on the side like he's oh yeah he's ready to go and i think he could honestly like yeah he's he's the type of guy that can win you the game honestly yeah and I think it's time to start thinking about the Giants much more seriously going forward. I mean, this is this is a core here. I did say I don't know what they're going to do with, with Barkley because I know he's a free agent. And I know you don't really want to pay running backs all that much. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see down the stretch. Did you get – what did you think I of w- – uh, or no, go ahead, Owen. I was going to say, I will say, I, I agree with you that they could be a Cinderella, but the, the Vikings do have a way of making people look way better than they are. True. I will say that their defense is really, really, really. That's a really yeah. good observation. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say the same thing because when we did the like when we reshuffled the helmets at the end of the season, we looked at all these teams that we said were good, and we're like, why did we think that beating the Vikings was was yeah, all that's this? that's fair. that's a good thing to consider heading into the midweek. That's a so I mean the they looked great, but it was the it was the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> I'll need to see the Vegas line before I make an impact. Then I'll I'll make a decision. Um, what did you make of Purdy in the first half there, Owen? What did you think? Uh, I didn't watch the first half. Oh, he did. Wrong. Anybody watch the first half? Yeah. No. Oh, just me. <laughs> I don't think I caught much. Okay, well, if you if you <laughs> what did you make of him in the first? Thank half, you, Phil? thank you. I didn't think he looked very good, and I didn't think he looked that good in the second half either. He made that great throw at the oh. end that got dropped. I thought he looked good in the second. Me too. I don't know. I thought he was a little erratic and wasn't making the best throws. I thought they were a little all over the place in terms. Well, of he precision. doesn't look like he doesn't look like Mahomes or like Prime I mean, Brady, but yeah, but the throw to Ayuk in the back of the end zone that he dropped that's was the one I'm t- that was a great throw. That was a great play. Yes. That would have been the first yes. play on the documentary about him. I, I saw a bunch of people saying that it was a great play if he caught it. But the other thing to me is like I didn't think he looked 
very accurate. And the thing is, the Niners have had this big win streak where they're pummeling through teams, and they are the best team in the NFL, in my impression. But I want to see them, and there was a moment where this was happening in the game, I want to see them come from behind against the team to like feel a little more confident in them. Because when they get the lead... You know, they're just going to cook you with McCaffrey and Samuel and just short passes and they'll kill you. Like that's that's their yeah. game plan. You won't get yards and they'll just chew you up on the ground. But if they fall behind against a team, I want to see him have to drag them back into the game, especially against good defenses. Like to me, I wasn't the fact that Seattle had them in that position in the first half, like credit to them, but I still don't consider them to be very serious of a team. So I, to me, that game raised some questions about him that I didn't have beforehand. I agree. I'm not, you guys, everyone knows I'm a 49ers hater, so they're probably not expecting me to praise them anyways, but I agree. Like everyone knows, like, everyone know people, people know who know that um, people know that about me. Um, so and yeah, like I was trying to gas Pete Carroll and no like good, good coach, this, that tough defense. But I, I agree with Phil. I agree with Phil. I think um, who do they get next? It looks like they will have the Cowboys bucks winner. Cowboys. Cowboys, oh, yeah, yeah. Cowboys, okay. Giants, Giants. Pencil them in for an FC championship. Yeah, yeah, I agree because that's that's the ultimate test. And like, kind of like you've said, like during this winning, I don't know how many games he's been in now, but correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he has had a win where he's had to come back from like even a touchdown. But I mean, yeah. the Raiders, Raiders. Dare I say, Cowboys take the lead, pass rush, Brock Purdy in the pocket. Well, I'd worry about tomorrow first if I were you. That would be my first I'm, step. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love but, it. No, I, I agree, it, but it, like the no matter which team there. they get, like, you know. Well, the Bucks the Bucks would be pretty Mickey Mouse. Purdy Purdy has not played any good teams, in my opinion. Yeah. Unless you I don't know what your opinion is on the Seahawks, but and, 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 super, and to be fair, he literally yeah. so he you know, in some people's view, he ha- he has the best running back in the world and he's got, you know, Debo Samuel, who I don't know, like is he a wide receiver running back anymore? I don't know, but one of the most talented offensive players in the NFL. So and Kittle and Kittle and, maybe the and best Ayu, player in the NFL, probably the best yeah. blind side, yeah. probably the best defense, and best coach, one of the best coaches, <laughs> one of one of one. Well, of. that's like you don't need to be, you know, you which don't makes need... actually now not gonna lie, which makes Jimmy Garoppolo look even worse. Yeah, to be fair, yes. exactly. Yeah, can I, can I say that? Too. I can't. I've defended him as much as I could. This makes Jimmy Garoppolo look even worse. Yeah, I, Jimmy yeah. was winning too. But Jimmy was he took them to the playoffs last winning, year, barely winning. Yeah, and he had four career playoff touchdown but they were, passes. Dude. They were all injured when Jimmy was playing this season. Oh, oh come on! Yeah. Williams was out. Come on, Debo dude. was out. Stop no McCaffrey. Yeah, that's right. Shanahan Stop. was in the hospital. No Kittle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all the players we named weren't playing at the start of the season. I don't know. But... If I was a team, I wouldn't be in the Jimmy business. But we got lots of time to talk about that. I'd be more interested in see what they got coming up <laughs> next. Week. Alex wants to talk about that. Yeah, Alex loves no. Jimmy talk. <laughs> no. You brought it up, dude. I did. I did. But like, I'm like those three seconds were good enough for me. Like I'm, we can move on. He's gonna start plugging his ears like Kirk Cousins trying to hear a play, dude. He's like, yeah. oh, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Oh man. Um, I guess the the only other things I gotta do here, and I'm thinking of doing this every week moving forward. Is there is there a player or a person or a coach who, and we can start with, uh, we'll start with Alex, who you saw this weekend. It doesn't have to be any reason behind it really, but anybody you saw play this weekend that you thought, you know what, this guy, I respect him more now. Like this guy, I, this guy's earned a little points in my book because I had a bunch of people this weekend that I saw and thought, 
you know what? This guy's going up in my personal ratings. But would anybody stick out to you? Vikings, Bill. Well, you think I can drop? You go, you go, you go. I need to. Okay, I need to think this one out. Because mine, I think it's clear for me. It's Hodgins. Yeah, that's a good one. I think Hodgins is him. I think he's he's him. Raw, he's him. Did you see LeBron this weekend? Yeah. yeah. He posted an Instagram story (laughs) of a highlights on Slam of a female basketball player, and he just put the words on top of it: Hermathy. Whatever that oh meant. Shout out LeBron for coining uh, her. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows what that, <laughs> no. what, he's, what that means. I know his auto oh, got... is like harmony. <laughs> I've got two. I've got two. Sorry. Let's go. Go for two. Bit. First one, Javon Holland. I thought he was sick today on the Dolphins. I thought <laughs> he was Canada all commercial. over the place. He was breaking up. Was... No, seriously. He was breaking up a bunch of the passes, just trucking guys all over the place. I thought he had, actually had a pretty good game. So respect him even more because everyone, because yeah, I, I'd see the commercials, but I'm like, I, like, I don't know. Is this guy good? Like, I don't know. So respect him more. And then Dayball. Dayball was just exceptional. I thought super engaging coach. I forget which coach we talked about. That was the coach that just kind of sits like just blank oh, stairs. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. <laughs> yeah, Todd Bowles. Yeah, 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 that guy. Dayball is the complete opposite. Engaging with his guys, dabbing his boys out. I think Slayton had like a like a missed catch or something oh. was like making him feel way better about Huge it. Drop. And then the way they were um, um, covering Jefferson the whole time. They had a guy oh, on the yeah. inside and on the outside the whole time. And like there was no way Kirk could even throw to him. Like it wouldn't even make sense. So just really, really smart. All like he he wouldn't even and it's smart. Don't even let Jefferson try to get hot or anything. Just take him out as soon as the game starts. Yep. Just play the double coverage. Because I know some coaches are like, will he have a good game? Will he not? He's going to have a good game if you play soft coverage on him. So I thought it was a tremendous idea. And everybody making a big deal out of Hawkinson going off, who could be a guy that you you prop up as well. But to me, that's like what the Giants want. Like, sure, Hawkinson can get what he wants. We're just taking out the guy who actually can hurt us. Like, Hawkinson can only do yeah. so much. And Irv Smith is just going to drop anything that comes his way. So let's get and him I open. think, I think a bunch of the nerds before the game were saying that Hawkinson was bound to go off because the Giants uh, are really bad at covering tight ends. Raw like nerds. It's their, it's their biggest weakness. <laughs> Win for the nerds. I, nerds. Was, I was reading that before the Words. game. So. W. Raw. Yeah. Um, to the day ball point, I was seeing this. Somebody, uh, some people I follow on Twitter were, were asking, like, is this like the new model of of like how to hire a coach in the NFL? Is like you hire somebody who's really good with the locker room. You might not be the best like schematically, but like really good locker room guy, really good like leader of men type. Yeah. And then just let him figure it out because like they were like pointing out like Zach Taylor, Mike Rabel. Dan Campbell. Mitch Bisaccia, dude. Yeah. yeah Horrible Rich. schematically. And if you want yeah. to talk about this, Dable. the Panthers were one and four, and then Wilkes came in and they went six and six. And if you saw any of the videos of the Panthers post games and what Wilkes had that room doing by the end of the season when they had traded McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, and they were in complete blow up mode, and he, they had Sam Darnold, PJ Washington, and Baker. This is the model. Like, the, that's yeah, the yeah. guy. You just saw with Bisaccia the year before. The fact that the Panthers are, like, not even interviewing him is crazy. Like, just look at what happened with the Raiders and Bisaccia. Like, you've you've got the guy with the qualifications. But I digress. Keep going. That was it. I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that. I thought it was interesting. Because I think a lot of times people, I think with the way the NFL is going is, like, a lot of people, like, we need, you know, these guys with, like, Yale degrees and, like, Who really they, yeah. schematically, which can obviously work 
but I just think it's interesting to look at the success of like the football guys. He like, he completed DC. a four year degree at Harvard for uh, statistics. Yeah, that's why we hired him. It's like yeah. no, like yeah, and he you know, chuffs back. Can't clouds, have a computer bro. as your coach, honestly. <laughs> but what about the coaches that do neither of those? Like Mike McCarthy. Yeah, he's pretty sick. Yeah, he's a good coach. Well, that's because Mike good. McCarthy has like one of the best offensive coordinators, coordinators and defensive, defensive coordinators. Yeah. So yeah. like a, he's also so he can he's be a pilot the if best he wants. Just looking up directly into the air at the scoreboard. That's one another <laughs> yeah. thing that he's really good at. He I can't wait to watch that tomorrow. Oh, they're not at home. Never mind. But um, I do think it's also interesting that Dayball failed his first set of interviews the first year and then he went back to coordinate for the bills again and then he got hired so that makes me wonder about guys like the enemy or something who maybe aren't that good in interviews and maybe they deserve their chance i mean obviously he does he's been around years now yeah but yeah i'd say for me somebody who really jumped out and earned my respect is metcalf and not somebody i really considered before this as like a top 16 and 18 receiver but he's a physical physically dominant player and to me, he's much the same as an A.J. Brown. Like, if you're going to put A.J. Brown in, in a category, I think Metcalf has to go with him because I think Metcalf is a huge distraction to defenses, and I didn't give him the props beforehand. I thought he was a little bit of an Instagram player, so shout-out to him for performing the way he did. I got to give him some props. I think for me, um, like, I'm not breaking any news here because I just checked, and he was on the second team All-Pro. But Dexter Lawrence on the Giants, he oh, was yeah. sick oh, today. Goodness. And that rough like, in the, the passer Vikings, he got was brutal too. That was such a joke. That was such a joke. But he's like, he's just, I don't even understand. Whenever you get those players like down the middle that are just like unstoppable, it's like you just feel like you can't even play the game. Like <laughs> I remember the the Cowboys played against um, the guy on the box. Vita Vea, Vita Vea, Vita Vea, I think Vea. it was. And like when that guy's in the zone, like what do you, you can't run the ball. You can't throw, you just can't do anything. Like he's so dominant. So today that guy, he was yeah. just sick. Yeah. Pretty unbelievable stuff from him today for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys wanted to hit the Vikings at all. Cause we didn't really get the chance to rub it in when uh, our boy <laughs> Sniffer was here. But uh, is there anything that you really wanted to get off your chest, Adam? This was a big day. You compared it to better than the Cowboys winning for how hard we've been against them. So just anything, any last words on the Vikes? Oh, dude, I just, I'm, I'm just happy. Like I came in, I clicked the Zoom link, and my camera was on, and I didn't even realize how wide I was smiling. And I looked at myself, and I just had a big smile on my face. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a happy day. Like I'm just. Everyone who told us, like we had so many haters when we put the Vikings in on serious. Mm-hmm. Even when we had them in frisky, people are like, "How are the Vikings?" told you look at us we were right we we were right yeah like did you did you watch i didn't watch 100 hours of football this year for nothing okay exactly i know what i'm doing if there's one thing we got right it's the vikings yep it wasn't the jags and it wasn't the chargers good hand up like i'm not gonna say that we're like visionaries like a lot of people agreed with us but there were a lot of haters and i just i'm happy to prove them wrong feels good one yeah, for the good. They are who we thought they were. Yes, exactly. And yeah. that guy used to coach the Vikings, so that works out nicely for yeah, us. Let's go. Owen, what's the score in the Bengals right now? Do you have it? Uh, I'm just watching it on my TV. It's uh nine to seven. Okay. They missed the extra point and then the <laughs> the uh 
I think it was Huntley just ran down the field. I don't. I think they threw it twice and then scored. Okay, so maybe too early to chalk up the AFC playoff picture, but looking at the NFC, Giants-Philadelphia, great matchup. Cowboys-Bucks, winner there at San Francisco. That's another great matchup. And Adam and I and whoever else wants to join tomorrow after the Cowboys game will be coming on for maybe 20, 30 minutes, whatever it ends up being, reacting to the Cowboys game. So pencil that into your schedules as well if you're listening to this. That'll be on Monday night slash Tuesday morning. Other stuff in the NFL. Quickly, we can hit this. Um, Aaron Donald updated his Twitter bio to read former D lineman, then he changed it back. You think this is a fake out, Owen, or is this a is this just a retirement? I, you know, I hate talking about like Twitter bios because I think <laughs> it's so cringe. But I, I think it's uh probably. I would hope it's not. I hope it's not a fake out. I'll say that. I hope he actually does retire. Why don't you like Aaron Donald? You have his jersey. Oh, I do. I do. I do like him. But I think <laughs> I don't want have to. I don't. He's done. He's he's done enough. I don't want him to hurt his brain anymore. Mm. Little Luke Keekley yeah. situation. Mr. Compassion, <laughs> Owen. That's a good angle for you, dude. You should just implore everybody to retire before they enter the draft. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's made his money. Yeah. And a Super Bowl. He's good. He is. He's got it. What do yeah. you have, Alex? On this, anything? Uh, uh, the Twitter bio stuff is honestly reaching Jimmy Garoppolo level (laughs) for me. I'm being honest. (laughs) It is so like, I can't believe the people on Twitter, like are actually like, so like, what, (laughs) what former, like, imagine being the, you know what, Aaron Donald, like you're cool. You're everything like good to like all time player, but I'm not getting all like razzed up about you changing your bio, dude, like retire, don't retire. I don't really give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well said that was a really good angle I like it's your life like i don't have any like you don't have advice anything from it so <laughs> no shoot no tears will be shed yeah no by alex i mean if someone said hey you're gonna get 10 percent of his contract next year if he plays then yeah but then, no. i would actually agree with you in that case i would say like, keep playing yeah then stick then, it out yeah. dude you could win the super yeah. bowl Again, yeah. Yeah, run it back. Run it, just forget this one happened and go back to back. Um, we also have McVeigh going back to the Rams. I mean, I was kind of surprised by this at this point. Me too. But what was anybody not surprised? I was pretty surprised. Like, I thought he was really set into, I'm not going to come back. This team sucks. We also had cryptic stuff from Jalen Ramsey, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, where he's like, I'm saying if this was it, it was a blast, something like that. Hey, Jalen Ramsey, um, nobody cares, bro. Nobody also, yeah, also nobody cares. So I'm pretty surprised he came back, but because I thought the the kind of like commentator gig or even pulling a Cliff Kingsbury like one way ticket to Thailand was his type of beat. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I am pretty surprised that he's coming back. Yeah, I just miss the days when people would just retire and it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna unfollow the team a week in advance, yeah. or I'm gonna like change my bio or post some photo no, that from like a show that might mean something or might mean something else. Or tweet like, the eye emoji. Yeah, it's not that hard. Like, just I don't get the retire. unfollowing part. Yeah, yeah that, like if you don't talk to like that's like us. Like if we didn't talk to somebody for like you know we didn't see see a friend for like six months. It's like well, I think that's it. I think I should just <laughs> yeah. unfollow you now. Or it'd be like if I was moving to a different city and, and we all like, unfollow okay, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be all time, dude. Yeah. It's like oh, Owen's going to his ranch for the weekend. Everybody unfollow, yeah. dude. I don't want to zoom with yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah. Man. This is so brutal. It is. It doesn't make any sense. And then you got Deontay Johnson on the Steelers did this last week where they're like, oh, he unfollowed the Steelers on Instagram and Twitter. It's like, imagine going through the process of like, all right, like 
time to get rid of this. And then you like search it in on Twitter. You're like, at Steelers, gone. See ya. Let's do it on Instagram too. Gone. Like, hey, Deontay Johnson, bro, 86 catches, no touchdowns. Nobody's going to miss you, dude. Like maybe learn to run (laughs) forward instead of backward, and then maybe you'll be missed. But can you imagine being (laughs) the guy that is checking to see if he still follows the Steelers. Oh. That is so hurt. That's going to be like, the most hurt job. Doing, dude? <laughs> what do you even DM when you get the info? Like, at Steelers? That's like, so yo, Deontay Johnson unfollowed But the you. thing is, though, you would have had to have been like, okay, let me search, like, because maybe some guys don't even follow it from the start. You'd have to have searched to make sure that he is following them from the start. And then go check back again to see if it's there still. Yeah. Or you like, or you make a bot that does it for you, but then you're still going through the process of coding a bot that checks if the guy is following you. Like, imagine that guy. Is it's probably some dad. dude. Just do something else. It's probably some internet bleach report. Yeah. Like to get the summer, this the summer student to just like. Yeah. It's like you want to work your way up. <laughs> yeah. Like I got a job for you. <laughs> check Ryan who you're see who Isaiah Hodgins yeah. is following right now. Go take a look and then let us. Before know. he blows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that 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 must be some life, bro. Imagine NFL draft day. You're like, all right, like I'm gonna program my bots now. It's like, oh, we're gonna check Trayvon Walker if he follows Jags. We're gonna check Aiden Hutchinson <laughs> if he follows Lions. You just do it for like 200 oh, picks. Uh. Also, remember. I'm thinking back at it now. It was so effing cringe. Remember when Kyle Pitts was wearing a green and yellow kind like suit for his draft? Not really, but and everyone was going. like, and I, yeah, no, he was wearing like a green suit with like the yellow elbow pad thingy like stitched on. You know, mm-hmm. people were like, he's wearing Packer colors. Like, <laughs> oh, are the Packers gonna trade Aaron Rodgers to draft the fourth overall pick? Like, what? Like. <laughs> They just, I, I don't like it. I think it's like too much sometimes. As much as I love sports, it's it's too much, honestly. There's a lot of people who take it to the extreme. And I mean, I, that could be pot calling kettle black, but I don't care. I don't think I take it that hard. But anyway, um, you mentioned it, Kirk Cousins, one-way ticket to Thailand. Now, 190 grand every two weeks for the next five Not years. Not Kirk Cousins. So I said Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, my bad. Sorry, Kirk <laughs> Was on Kirk the, Cliff. Yeah, same thing. Kirk's kind of been on the brain ever since he dropped back on fourth and eight and threw to the line of scrimmage. That's kind of been on my mind <laughs> since I saw it happen. So, but anyway, Cliff Kingsbury, hundred ninety grand every two weeks for the next five years. Like, uh, yeah. he's got a pretty oh. good life. I can't lie. So I can't judge him. But it also doesn't really reflect well on yourself if you're in like the middle of your career and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to go to Thailand. Like, I don't need this. Like, maybe stay in the NFL, bro. Like, let's, you didn't exactly do a great job as a coach. So I don't know, my opinion only. I kind of respect it. Like, everyone knows that you're kind of a fraud and you're like, you know what, you guys are, hey, but I still have the money. So. I mean, or you think he's like, uh, just was like faking it till he made it sort of guy and then got the bag. And now yeah, he's like, oh, like, he just, he, he made it, he got upwards, the money. Yeah. And now he's like, why would I prove myself when I already made the money? Like, I mean, he, this is the perfect time to cut. He had, a, he had a losing record in college with Mahomes. Like he, he failed upwards completely to the point where he was where he was. But yeah. Anyway, a couple more things, then we can wrap up. But uh, we got the commanders telling offensive coordinators in interviews that Sam Howell will be the starting quarterback. To me, this is all setting up for the classic Derek Carr. He gets hurt. Oh, oh. I was going to different. I was going to say he something happens to him, and it's Heineke again for the third year in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, here we go, number four, and then he wins like the yeah. first couple games. Quarterback of the future. <laughs> 
Yeah, that seems like a good good idea. But to me, it's like a classic Derek Carr situation. Like this is a, this is a classic. No. The, the coordinators talk themselves into it. This is a car team, in my opinion. Jets. What? I'm sold on the on the Jets. Like I want car. I'm all aboard. I'm. Yeah. I want to. I'm, I'm sold on any team. I want to drive the car. So <laughs> any team works. Alex will drive the, the car, car in the to jet. New York to let you have him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let I'll the car drive, drive him personally. I'll do a Jordan Poyer. That would be a drive him wherever he needs to go. That would be a great signing for this show. Just like a car trade from Alex to Owen. Yes. That would be terrific. I would really, really get a kick out of that. I'm actually really hoping it happens. So that would be good. Um, Only other stuff I had written down. It was a big weekend for the Prem. I mean, we've got this big Mudrich news, which we can dive into. We were talking about it before the show a little bit. Mudrich. We can explain it to Owen. But um, we also had Manchester United beating Manchester City, and then we had Arsenal pulling eight points ahead. So I just want to go to Alex and get his take because he's back in. Ah. He texted me. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, Rashford's the best player in the world right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tenag's the best coach in the world. So it's it's good to be back on top again. Um, So... And we're and we're you know we're doing it unlike some fraud ass teams that are spending five hundred million in six months, um, Chelsea. Um, <laughs> right, because you guys haven't spent any money. Yeah. No, we've only spent three hundred million. Oh, oh. Nice. yeah. It, there's a difference. My club spent sixty, <laughs> and we're eight points to the top. Yeah. Respect to Arsenal, though. They're they're smart spenders. But um, I like Ten Hag. You know, quick three mil signing, boot Veghorst. Um, I think, you know, adds, adds a little bit of depth Ooh. there up top. Shout out and, uh, yeah, I think, you know what, I think Ten Hag, he's like, you know what, we'll wait. We don't need to make any big splashy signings right now. I think he prefers to just wait and get his guy as opposed to signing just like literally anybody at this point. Like the things Chelsea are doing is so sad because like Graham Potter doesn't seem like a very good coach. Like, I think they should have just stuck it out with Tuchel if I'm being honest and now they're just like throwing like 500 million at him they're just like oh my god like this is a disaster we'll get you any player you need like but we can't fire you right like we can't sack you right away but like yeah on Manchester I think everyone's playing really well Casemiro's playing sick everyone thought he was just kind of going there to like retire and just like live his life but he's actually like really uh really invested in the team and and it's good to see yeah, the, the best part about the Chelsea thing is they, they have Joe Felix now on loan and like he was their best player and he's got a red card. Like he was their best player and he didn't even play the full game. So yeah. that's just the situation there. Now in. he's suspended the next three games. So they're paying like yeah. 700 grand a game to have him. It's a pretty <laughs> fascinating move by them to bring him in. I do like this Mudrich story now for the people who aren't aware. Um, this guy's Ukrainian. Arsenal been negotiating to get this guy for like six, seven weeks. Like it's been pretty intense. He's been doing some like crazy twerking on his Instagram to sign for Arsenal. Like he's posted photoshops of himself in Arsenal jerseys. Like he's been doing all this stuff. Seemed like it was a done deal. Arsenal negotiates the price down and then Chelsea comes in. Okay, here's 110 million and 100 grand a week. So we're just going to take him now. So then he signs for them. I mean, the Chelsea story is crazy. Eight and a half years. Yeah, only eight and a half year deal. So he got the full max. Good for him. I, what would you have, Alex? I didn't have much. You told me to look at the highlights. So I'll go check the highlights after later. Phil said he's like pretty sick. Um, Adam, Adam might know a little bit more about him. But I honestly like, Sometimes I can't keep up with just these like out of left field, like kids that just come out of nowhere. And it's like, well, he's worth a hundred mil. Like, all right. Like Adam pulled up a stat. I think he has nine goals in 50 games. So yeah, 
Like we'll, well see. It was that. it was nine and thirty for his own club, and then he loaned out for twenty games and didn't score once. Raw, raw, dude. He's got a really bad haircut. It's in my opinion, abysmal. Yeah, it's like the two thousand kind of haircut. Like I don't even know if it's two it thousands. And he's got some heat tattoos. True. Yeah. Yes, he's got ones like on the inside of his fingers too. I'd lo- I just want to know what those mean. What do you what do you And he's like he's like 20 years old. What do you like, think relax. inside 22, your finger 22. tattoos? And he's got a and he's got a, a a tat on like his trachea. Like I don't know how people get those neck tats. I feel like that hurts so bad. Yeah, this isn't Holy. much of a tattoo podcast to be honest. I don't know that anybody in here has one, but I feel like the inside of the finger tattoos is like the worst tattoo you can get. Like it's like permanently yep. visible. You can't ever hide your hands unless you're McDaniel warming them up inside gloves. According to Adam, mm-hmm. that's where you could hide them. But to me, that seems like the <laughs> worst place you could ever get a tattoo. Any Anything else yeah. uh, jump out to you from his picture there, Owen? Um, I was going to say he's got really big legs, but I, I guess that's like pretty standard for soccer players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's and also, why is he getting it? He's got the Barclays. Yeah, a little. That's what it looks like. But I guess he's. I think football, like soccer players, shave their their legs so they look yeah, bigger. I think most athletes do. Uh, like NFL really? too. No. Yeah, I would be very surprised. I would be very surprised too. I mean, you think yeah, Saquon just for... doesn't grow any hair on his legs? I think that the only legs where you, well, only legs, swimming, only sports, <laughs> <laughs> only sports where you shave legs would be swimming and soccer. I guess. No, a lot of NFL does it. Um, I don't. I don't know about other sports. I know NFL and soccer do. It's mostly for tape, like because you tape your legs all the time and ankles and stuff, and just for aesthetics. But maybe he just doesn't have a lot of body hair. Because I'm looking mm. at some no, pictures. No, he for sure he... shaves. <laughs> Everything, Joe. Yeah. Joe Thune. They all do. They all do. In the lab every five days, going to the spa, <laughs> shaving up his legs. Zach Martin's in there with the bic. He's just getting it with the two <laughs> the two prong razor. All I know about this guy is they're calling him the Ukrainian Neymar. So that's already like, that's a lot. Well, don't like don't get me wrong. He looks bit. unbelievable, and I would have loved. He to looks have sick. Him. But at the same but, I mean, time, like if Chelsea's just gonna come in and blow you out the water, like. I, I wouldn't want to. Pay I, this I guy love this. I love. I love um, when they're like Ukrainian Neymar, and then for the Napoli guy, I don't know how to say his name. Kvarita, <laughs> Shelly, they were like uh, the Georgian Messi. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, who's coming up with these names, dude? <laughs> Who sees him and like sees a difference? Like, oh, that's a Messi. No, that one's a Neymar. Yeah, that's a Messi, and that's a Neymar. Like, I mean, okay. I, when I read like Ukrainian Neymar, I kind of. I kind of get it because Neymar, when he was a kid, he was like only played in Brazil and he was like dominating the league, like 18 years old, doing all these skills. And this guy's like kind of similar. So I kind of understand that. But Raw yeah, Neymar documentary, that. Adam. Well, I mean, I was I was there when Barcelona. Get him on the production him. team. I had the jersey before. Let's go. I was there. I, was there. I had the jersey. I was wearing <laughs> it in Mr. P's class. Boots on the soil. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, why did he get a, a tattoo in English? Yeah, good point. Is that... That's odd. Seems he only wanted to go to the prep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Had to let true. the Spanish teams know he wasn't interested. <laughs> true. Right off the hop. Uh, only other things I had written down, and then Adam wrote something down. I I am a little confused about this Shakira thing. I don't know why she's so popping all of a sudden because it seemed like to me, like after the Super Bowl, she just kind of faded. But now all of a sudden, she's like the biggest deal. 2023, Shakira's back, diss track. And then there's this thing with like the witch or whatever outside her house like what am i anybody have any well, knowledge of this situation or am i just yeah all i know is she 
she made that song about um like breaking up with PK and she like she compared it to like him downgrading from a Rolex watch to a Casio watch and then he signed a deal with Casio so now he's uh like he's kind of making fun of it and he's partnered with Casio now so I thought that was pretty funny so respect to him so and I also saw a video she said like he went from a Ferrari to a whatever car yeah and then I saw- it was like a bunch of disses like you went from this to this this to this and then he took the casio one literally and he just but like partnered he did with honestly an awesome he move. did the car yeah. one too like he like showed up to oh, work in the in the car that she said he downgraded to let's go that's, that's sick. sick so you think that's a w like he's like embracing yeah. the diss yeah like who, like that's awesome he can uh, he can I don't know if she's talking about like her as a woman like she's a Rolex she's yeah, a Ferrari yeah, no, yeah. that's that's my I mean he can I mean I'm sure there's a lot of Rolexes and Ferraris out there for PK to find so I mean like yeah it's it's like it's PK like I get your Shakira but like you I'm not giving you the W there I'm giving it yeah. to PK but the world's giving Shakira the W dude like she's she's like that's because she's like she's like Rihanna like everyone just loves her and. I guess no dude. one wants to hate on Shakira. She wasn't really on that level for me. Didn't she get cheated on? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what it is. Like Rolex that's to whatever he? your like new side woman is. <laughs> yeah, that's an L for her. Raw. That's an L getting cheated on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait for uh, Giselle's diss track. Dude, that's gonna be fire. <laughs> that would be sick. Emergency pod point. if Giselle drops a diss track, dude. I'm running. You to went a from seven rings to zero. Oh. It would be like seven to. It'd be like eight to seven. Yeah, you went from eight yeah, to yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she values the win against the Rams as much as her marriage, dude. She's like, all right, that 19 to three dub was pretty sick. So, <laughs> gotta give you some props where props is due. Shout out to her. Last thing, um, Adam, you wrote down this thing that was really bothering you this weekend. If you kind of want to explain it, and then mm-hmm. we can wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm gonna first. I'm gonna preface this with saying, like, I understand that most of the time it's a joke, mm-hmm. but I think uh, when you like take a joke too far, a lot of people who aren't joking like start to surface, and then also the joke just isn't funny. So I'm just I'm referring to all the people on Twitter and TikTok and everything that are talking about how rigged the NFL games are and like trying to clip out specific moments to like prove that the game was rigged. Like the one I saw today where Trevor Lawrence at the end of the game is like happy and he's like, oh, you kind of wrote a better script and people are like, and I think that guy was joking about the script. Then other people are like digging up Tony Dungy, who we know doesn't know how to speak properly. <laughs> and he said, like, when they're going for two, he's like, oh, they're going to win. Like, he's saying they're going for the win. And people are like, this is proof that the NFL is rigged. And the, the guy who bet 1.4 million and all of the, like, all these people that are just talking about how the games are rigged, like, your joke, like, is just not funny. It's just, it's not funny anymore. So but, I just need to get that but out. But what if it came out that the NFL actually was rigged and we were all mm. along, like we're like treating WWE like it's real type B. Like we committed yeah, our entire like, lives to this. Yeah, they're like giving people CTE to lose. And it's yeah. like... It's part of the script, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's all part of the script. Like, and the we want to end fake. the Vikings-Giants game with Kirk throwing a <laughs> yeah. three-yard out. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to end the game. That's just raw character yeah. development, dude. It's like, what would, yeah. He, yeah. What would he do? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand what yeah, kind of person. Yeah, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Like better call Saul. Slow burn. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's all I had. I like it, dude. Yeah. Raw. Raw. Well, we'll be back sometime midweek. Don't know when that's going to be, but we'll figure that out and drop it. But what I do know for sure is we'll be back on Tuesday morning slash Monday night reacting to the Cowboys game with Adam. So that'll be big. That'll just be a quick one in and out. But yeah, sounds good. Anything you want to say before we go? No. Nope. Getting nose. Well, go Cowboys. All right. That's a good way to end it. I give it a, a 10, strong 10. 10. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back midweek slash Tuesday. So talk to you guys then.